What's good to find all? So it's Monday morning. No, no, it's Monday afternoon. Y'all, when I'm telling you time is fine, <clears throat> I'm going to play this for you real quick. Um, Y'all know that I'm pro AI. I have been enjoying the benefits of having access to it in my finger to at my fingertips and but you know um i i am curious about what other people think and i and so but with that being said what popped up here is is uh it says emergency mode ex google officer finally speaks out about the dangers of ai and so I've listened to some of it, and there's still some more that I would like to listen to. Um, <clears throat> but I thought this was funny. And, and, you know, all the stereotypical conversations we've been having about passport boys and how XYs view relationships, you know. And, and I think that hearing this conversation, you're going to hear, like, really just how men view you. It's... You know, even when he talks about it, he's just kind of like, it, it cooks, it cleans, and it has sex with you exactly how you want it to, type of a thing. It's not about, like, even having a best friend or a um, companion and someone that shares similar interests. I think that a lot of men view this. Now, what does this mean for women? I'm perfectly fine with it. If they want to sleep with a robot, that's fine by me, as long as they're not taking out on human beings and people less disease, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, they can be as cheap as they want to if they want to have an electrical short circuit, you know, in the middle of whatever it is at the bedroom because they're so cheap, then by all means. Um, <clears throat> they talk about not wanting to, you know, spend money on dates or, you know, protect, provide for women. It's like, well, listen, if you don't upkeep and maintain your... um your robot and, and pay for the software and upgrades that comes with it, then, you know, maybe they will have to still travel to China to get a cheaper version of a robot. I don't know, but I want you to listen to this because all the stereotypes, I, I'm not making this up. I did not put a gun to this guy's head to say these things. And these are two men. Um, and you can guess, one of them is black. I'm not sure. The other one, his name is Mo Gaudet. Um, he's the former ex-Google officer, so that's the sound of the guy with the deeper voice, the older gentleman, and then the one with the younger voice, um, uh, like a low, like a higher pitch. And I'm not saying like a squeaky pitch, but a higher pitch is, is the person who's interviewing him. So let's go. Interesting ways that I find terrifying. You said about human connection will remain. Sex dolls. That can now... Yeah, no, 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 hold on. Human connection is going to become so difficult to 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 parse out. Think about the relation, the relationship impact of being able to have a, a a sex doll or a doll in your house that you know because of what Tesla are doing with their their robots now and what Boston Dynamics have been doing for many many years can do everything around the house and be there for you emotionally to emotionally support you. You know, can be programmed to never disagree with you. It can be programmed to challenge you to have sex with you, to tell you that you are this X, Y, and Z, to, to really have empathy for this, what you're going through every day. And I, I play out a scenario in my head, I go, kind of sounds nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
they're both laughing but listen he's dead ass serious and y'all know i cut the podcast up but when i i came across it rabbit hole when i tell you i had to dunk my whole computer in florida water just wanted to flush the whole thing down the toilet he's done his research on it so he's they're laughing about it but nah he's done his research on this my head again kind of sounds nice <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you were talking about it I was thinking oh that's my girlfriend <laughs> he meant that ish y'all he meant that <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you were talking about it I was thinking oh that's my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> I mean she's wonderful in every possible yeah. way but not everyone has one of her right yeah, exactly and, 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 there's, and there's a real issue right now with dating and 100%. you know people, people are finding it harder to find love and you know we're working longer so all these kinds of things you People are finding it harder to find love, or men are finding it harder to find love. Um. Go well, and obviously I'm against this. Just if anyone's confused, obviously I think this is a terrible idea. But with a lady, <laughs> he had to catch himself. He's like, I think this is a ter- no. <gasps> tell us how you feel. Tell us how you really feel. It's an epidemic with people saying that the top fifty, per- bottom fifty percent of men haven't had sex in a year. You go, ooh. If something becomes indistinguishable from a human in terms of what it says than and a speaks, human. yeah, yeah, but you just don't know the difference in terms of the, the 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 way it's speaking and talking and responding, and then it can run errands for you and take care of things and book cars and Ubers for you. And this is how he views a wife. This is how he views a girlfriend. It can cook for you. It can clean for you. It can run your errands. This is how they view women. I, I really want to revisit this conversation. I, um, I'm i in the process of setting up my YouTube channel, y'all. I had to um, install some software for it. Coincidentally, since we're talking about AI, right? Um, so I'm just literally a day, day out from having something like this on the platform. Because I really want to have more conversations with the women. I feel like this is good for women. Um, obviously not, it's not good for women who want sex, but the other thing that was so interesting too was this is going to come down a difference of like, you know how some guys say like, oh, I don't want to wear a condom type of a thing. It, it, it That's kind of like the way he was sounding too at some point. And obviously I'm against this, just if anyone's confused, obviously I think this is a terrible idea, but with a loneliness epidemic, with people saying that the top 50%, bottom 50% of men haven't had sex in a year... You go, ooh, if something becomes indistinguishable from a human in terms of what it says. And what was so interesting, too, is like he he's talking about loneliness and then he talks about not having sex. And so it's kind of like you're going to have a robot to have sex with, but you're still going to be lonely because you don't have that human connection. And I think that that's still what they're missing. I think that this is just kind of like further amplifying some of the flaws that we have in society, and I think how XYs view women too, in my opinion, because I think part of the reason this doesn't even appeal to women is because women are going to want that connection. It is not appealing to them to have sex with a robot because they've always been from Jump Street trying to bond, trying to have a connection, trying to have a companion, trying to delve into love. For men, it's just like, well, I'm lonely. Lonely equates with sex. If I have a robot to have sex with, then I will take care of the problem. But the root of problem is not sex. The, I mean, the the root of loneliness is not sex. It's human connection, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But you just don't know the difference in terms of 
the, 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 the way it's speaking and talking and responding. And then it can run errands for you and take care of things and book cars and Ubers for you. And then it's emotionally there for you. But then it's also programmed to have sex with you in whatever way you desire. Totally self selfless. I go, that's going to be a, a really disruptive industry for human connection. Yes, sir. Do you know what? I, before you came here this morning, I was on Twitter and I saw a post from, I think it was, it the was BBC. It was on Twitter. Or... Okay, yeah. So um, I'm going to get back to my... <laughs> to my stuff here behind the scenes but it's stuff like this I, I definitely look forward to um putting on the youtube channel and but i still want to encourage you all and, and i think even as i take more ownership of what it means to be a aspiring podcaster i want to encourage you to engage in the comments i know anchor has set it up to where you can re respond to what you think about the podcast engage with the content um you know, let us know your thoughts and I'll try to be as respectful as I can in, in engaging with the content. And But at the same time, if I need to be petty, then I will be. So, all right, y'all, let me know what you think. I, like I said, um, when I tell you I'm literally like today's Monday, I think I'll have it up by Tuesday. A little bit of it is anxiety because it's like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? And the last thing I needed to do was just upload, like, up, up, uh, AI, give me a word for update. I just need to update my software. And so I did that. And that was a whole process between last night and this morning. And so, yeah, y'all, we're, we're on the cusp of a whole new journey all new aha i don't know are y'all ready for me i don't know i don't know i don't know if y'all are ready for me but all right y'all i will talk to you later bye no what so part of the reason i had stepped away is because i um my my kettle pot had stopped boiling and i wanted to put my tea so my tea is kind of simmering down a little bit um, I'm outside in the front of the house, but I, I, as I was pouring the water for the tea, another thing that came to mind, cause y'all know, I want to talk more about this is like, it still comes down to like women being a commodity, you know, um, a beast of labor of sorts. I mean, the only thing it can't do is give birth. I'm still waiting for Akon to stick his dealing in a incubator and uh <laughs> you know because apparently that's all you need to give birth so you know if these robots have incubators then there's that but i was even thinking about um what it means for can you hear my birds <laughs> it's a mockingbird he's usually over here by the tree he or she <laughs> So, um, but the other thing was, what, what would this mean for dating? I think that here's the thing. When you talk about, I, I don't think women realize how uh, so many of the things, as much as XYs hate us, they're pursuing everything that to do like with us. So guarantee you number one sales are going to be women robots, female robots, not women robots. Y'all, <laughs> we're going to have to go, we're going to have to go binary right female ro female robots right number one bestseller is probably going to be a female robot right um as opposed to like i said i don't think there's really going to be a demand for male robots i think even in terms of like um being able to move stuff around the house or lift things or construct things 
I still think that for the most part, those types of robots might be more popular with women, but they're not going to be buying robots to be intimate with. Um, unless maybe, you know, never know. If I happen to meet someone where it's kind of like, yeah, let's sell robots that, that can mow your lawn and fix the plumbing and actually build stuff and fix your computer and, you know, change your tire, change, you know, whatever you need for your house that might work but i wanted to also talk about what it means for like dating you know because then when it comes down to price points if people are, are kind of complaining about um not being able to pay for two dollar dates it might just be you know to your advantage to save up your coins and get yourself a robot but like i said i feel like i don't i i think that some men might argue and say well my robot does everything. I think women should be okay with that. I feel like you should be okay with just being like, let them keep their robots. Let them have it. You know? Same way I feel about the passport boys. Let them <laughs> let them get their passport. I just, I don't know. That's why I want to hear what you guys think. It'll probably be one of the first conversations I have on YouTube. I'll talk to y'all later. I had to come back inside the house because, okay. I don't know if you, the neighbor was out. <laughs> the neighbor was it came up the, the, I had to go back inside the house because the neighbor. <sighs> now you stop fussing at me. <laughs> it's right here. It came to the tree. Now it's looking at me. Now you stop fussing at me. Mm -mm. All right, y'all. I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's the other neighbor. The neighbor is wild in y'all. I think he's watching the game. So I'm listening to a different segment of the um, interview. And even though it, it, you know, I did pick out the lighthearted content of it. Let me go back about 30 seconds. He talks about how there's a threat of existential, how there's an existential threat. And not only he has left Google, but another high ranking, I guess, are... AI contributor that used to work for Google. And so I can see where, where that is possible, where, you know, if, 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 cause let's think about it. The average everyday person is not going to be out here using AI to make YouTube channels or to engineer a new car or to engineer how to land on the moon or come up with new, the average everyday person. Are there a few people out there that might try to use it um, in productive ways? Yes. Um, but <laughs> if I kind of understand how we operate, I think as a society the, with the limited knowledge that I have, is this going to consist of a lot of just like robots being sold and a lot of men just using them for um their gratification and so but with that you know um childbirth child pregnancy rate you know pregnancy rates are going to go way down because i think that it's kind of evident that a lot of men just have sex and unprotected sex because they want that gratification it's not that they feel a connection to the woman or to the child or to the human connection or all the stuff that they say that they miss in loneliness 
Um, but yeah, so birth rates would go significantly down because then it's going to come down to like, I kid you not, y'all. So what, uh, time I'm recording this is 2023. So yeah, like 2030, 2050 men are going to be creating memes about like, my robot is better than you. She cooks, she cleans. Um, I don't have to, you know, get a passport for this, um, type of a thing. And, you know, um, what's the song that comes to mind? Um, not if you're, no, not that one. Uh, I was singing it the other day, you know, it's just kind of like this whole pitting women to compete against, um, robots. I hope that we wouldn't be so dense as a collective to, want to not only start with competing with other women, but to be competing with robots. But I think um, the type of woman that would be affected by this would be the one that still wants that family unit, that still wants to have children. Um, But this would definitely, I think it would be good in terms of population between now and 2030, but then you start to have this backward spiral where... Um, now there aren't enough people. Like, for example, one of the, the counties where I live, the, the 600,000 of the population are people who are either retired or set to retire within the next, like, five years. 600,000. And it only has 300,000 other of the, of the demographic. So that's from elementary men and women, you know, able-bodied citizens, and so I imagine a smaller demographic of that is what's left to make sure everything is running and filling jobs in terms of like retail, you know, warehouses, um, construction, engineers, everything that we need to be functioning as a society, right? And so not only, I mean, are there still going to be people who can have families that they want? You know, yes. But one thing about, I think, giving birth to children is they get to choose their own path. And what if they don't want to be an engineer that continues to perpetuate this? Like, who's going to continue to perpetuate this stuff? Although he did say that AI has a way of replicating itself, and that's part of the fair. Another thing that he mentioned was, in his opinion, it should be taxed. So it should be taxed at 98%. I'm not the biggest fan of, of taxes coming, at, you know, reporting to you live out of uh, California. Uh, we're a heavy tax state but um but he was suggesting that we tax it at 98%. I can understand him saying that because at 98%, oh we got our mail. <laughs> at 98% um I've talked about if you've if if you've ever had the chance to If you've ever had the chance to generate anything with AI, we're talking about you can make like a hundred YouTube videos in five minutes. Um, you basically tell AI to give you like certain quotes and put it into a table for you with the title and the description, and then you upload it to Canva, and then um, it will even provide like the images for you. And so within 10 minutes, I mean, they showed us an example. I've seen examples for like 20 videos, 30 videos, 50 videos. But if you wanted to, you could produce it to 100 to 200 videos. So your output would be increment incremental. Um, 
I and and the reason he was saying that you should have that heavy taxation is because at some point it's going to replace it's going to affect people in terms of them losing their jobs. So I think I can see where his point is, right? Um people for to help that money go back to the people who are going to be affected for having their their jobs um, lost. So if, if jobs, companies are going to be incorporating AI to replace employees, then you need to tax them to make up for the fact that you're taking away their ability to be, you know, self-sufficient. But they're producing so much more that it's kind of like um, you got to make up for that deficit. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say. Uh... Let me listen to a little bit more of the video, but I he, I think he does make a good point. I can see where the concern is there, and yes, population would go down, but I think um, I can see where we would cease to exist. All right, y'all. So, one of the things that this guy, Mo Gadot, has in common with me is that we both agree that this is probably not the best time for you to be birthing children. So, I went back to... What he has to say about it, I think it's highly shocking. Okay, so here we go. Uh, expose them to all of this, a couple of years. Why not? In the first conversation we had on this podcast, you talked about losing your son, Ali, um, and the circumstances. Oh, wait, I didn't go back far enough. Okay. You don't have kids right now. I would definitely consider thinking about that, yeah. Does that mean I have to be grumpy and, and afraid all the time? Not really. You said something really interesting there. You said if you if you have kids, if you don't have kids, maybe don't have kids right now. I would definitely consider thinking about that. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. You you you'd seriously consider not having kids? I, wait mm-hmm. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Because of artificial intelligence. No, it's bigger than artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Stephen. We know we all know that. I mean, mm-hmm. there has never been a perfect such a perfect storm in the history of humanity. Mm-hmm. Economic geopolitical, mm-hmm. global warming, or climate change, you know, the, 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 the whole idea of artificial intelligence, and many more. There is, this is a perfect storm. This is the depth of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. The depth of uncertainty. It's, it's never been more, in a video gamer's term, hmm, it's never been more intense. This is it. Okay, and when you when you put all of that together, if you really love your kids, hmm, would you want to uh, expose them to all of this? A couple of years, why? Yeah, yeah. It's never been more intense. This is it. Okay, and when you when you put all of that together, if you really love your kids, hmm, would you want to? Uh, expose them to all of this a couple of years why if you really love your kids would you expose them to all of this I know that I talk about some of the issues that happen that I'm seeing on my set of things I know other of my favorite content creators look at it from their perspective as well too um the podcast I think I did one or two before this um from uh the the mother of Justin Combs, which is Puff Daddy's firstborn son, I think. I don't know. I, he has so many kids at this point. I, I've kind of lost track. But um, in that podcast, I talked about how, in my opinion, 
there is responsibility that comes with being a parent and it's so much more than just being able to produce or being fertile or giving birth to it or giving, you know, it a house and a, and food and having a routine around it. It's kind of like you have to be an aware person about humans and you know, when when I think what was so sad about this too is um just within the last day or so I I I saw a story about a woman that had eight kids living in a hotel and another story about a woman that was had three kids and was pregnant with the fourth. Um, same things like Section 8 living. Those kids don't stand a chance in this AI world. They don't. <laughs> because they're living in fight, fight or flight perpetually. The traumas that come with all of that you know how can you learn in school if you haven't don't have food on your you know food in your tummy and healthy nutritious food it was so bad to the point where one of the kids had kidney failure and i'm like i wasn't surprised because if you have eight other kids and a single mom with no resources what do you think is going to be the nutritional value for that child and the other children did you expect any less you know and so with all of those complications and then now the way that even school is, they're going to be making fun of them because they're not, you know, they're not in a condition where they're maybe able to shower as much as they need to. They are, they're, they don't have clothes to, you know, to wear. They're probably going to be dirty. You know what I'm saying? So it's like trying to go to school and learn against all those odds without, you know, two-parent home for whatever that may be worth. And just not even being able to buy resources and notebooks and, you know, being all the things that come with molding a human being, molding a citizen, molding someone that can be self-sufficient. How are they supposed to thrive in the world of AI? You know, I think that for the for those of us, I say, don't shy away from it. One of the things when I was working in more of an office setting, I made sure I try to just stay as current as possible on everything that was coming through because I don't want to be that 79-year-old lady that is scared of like how to use a phone or not sure how to use certain apps or how to get onto certain things. And, you know, thankfully I have my niece for that too because she can keep me current on like what what is happening out there in terms of technology and staying current, right, and surrounding myself with young people. But um, if it's already hard enough for us adults, how are, how are kids going to even make it in this world where the competitive are going to be multiplying their efforts? And I think that's part of the reason why he said, you know, that he's not for for this because it, it's... it's um. As much and, and and another thing that he talked about too, oh, that's one thing. Um, another thing he talked about too was how. Um, oh, I lost my train of thought. There's a bug in here. You can probably hear it, but um, yeah. Let's just leave it at that. I I forgot. If I remember, I'll come back on, talk about it. But all right, I'm eating. But let me see if I can kind of flesh this out too so this was interesting because he said the 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 young man asked um mo Gadot, 2037 which is 15 years from now um yeah and he just recorded this four days ago so it's still relevant in terms of the timeline he said 
um, do you think the most of us would be on an island by ourselves, you know, either hiding from AI or just kind of, you know, doing nothing. And so he has his response. I invite you to go check him out and listen to it. It's an hour and 56 minute interview. I had kind of skipped around the middle and then kind of picked what I wanted to listen to. But I'd say I listened to a good hour of it in, in its totality. And I have to kind of say this. I, If I'm not very clear about how I come across, I'm, I'm protopian. Protopian in that I believe that there is a possibility for a better, brighter future and that it will happen in small changes, small incremental changes over time. And sometimes they're painstaking because it it can be um, disconcerting a little bit to kind of think that there's something brighter, especially with how dismal things are around us. But um, what if it's okay that, because I think part of what he said is, well, um, our life is going to be so automated to where we don't have to do anything. But I was like, oh my gosh, can you imagine if I didn't have to go to work? I would get to experience life. I would get to try zip lining and go, sur- not me, my personality, but I think the collective, right? In terms of being able to do the things that, listen, I would be, I would be doing sip and paints every single day. If I had the chance, I would be traveling so much more. I think that in a positive aspect, maybe the way, the way that I look at it is it would be a good thing. I think that part of the problem is, you know, that only a few people would be able to mastermind those things and 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 afford, you know, and so with with creating certain like for example, let's just take Amazon. That's a perfect use of uh technology, right? Uh Jeff Bezos was listen, why it did he get Lauren Sanchez a um a house where he's paying six hundred thousand dollars a month to uh Kenny G. Okay. I know these passport boys and these Pookie and Remes are just clutching their pearls and in Spanish they say desmayando, like just passing out and fainting because it's like, oh my gosh, he doesn't have her like Gabrielle Union paying fifty fifty with Dwayne Wayne and like I would have had Lauren Sanchez paying fifty fifty on that. Like what does she bring to the table and all that cover and and not only is she an older woman, I think she's older than Jeff Bezos, if I'm not mistaken. On top of that, as well, the hair weave, makeup, eyelash extensions, multiple surgeries. I know that these <laughs> these cookies and rays are not ready for that conversation. I might do that as another podcast, but but I, it's about the idea to me when I think of not having to be bogged down with slave labor. <laughs> you know, working for someone else, it frees you up to do what you really love. And it could be that you love working for a company that's still, you know, from a technological standpoint, but it would free us, free up a lot of us to really go out there and like draw more, paint more, write more, you know, travel more, spend more time with their family and really enjoy the human experience. And, and so that's how I kind of look at it. Um, And then the other thing too is... uh. 
yeah that that's how I look at it in terms of how it would benefit us and but but I think that it's fair enough to say, well, how would you make your money and type of thing um because one of the women that I wanted to talk about because I was outside and I had gotten distracted um one of the women that came up on my algorithm it was a Caucasian woman, and she talked about how she quit her job where she was making like thirty forty thousand a year. So now she's has a net worth of $156 million in just like a matter of time, right? And so it's that mass, you know, widening the gap of between middle income and and like completely eliminating the uh, the middle class. So if you have her going from living month to month to now she's a multimillionaire, in a short period of time, and you know, she still has nowhere to go but up, you know, that can affect cost of living in terms of who can afford it and what they charge and and what they expect you to pay for rent and for, you know, certain things. Another thing that I did not agree with, per se, I, I, I understand it, right? I will say this, I think that I'm so new to the conversation, and I'm fascinated with it. But he said that, um, we should make AI expensive. And, but if you really think about it, and he, he's not purporting to have solutions, right? He's just wanting to be kind of like a disruptor in the sense of like, let's have these conversations. Let's have provocative thoughts about what it is that we're getting ourselves into. For AI, I, he said, make it expensive. So it shouldn't be easily accessible. Like the way I'm able to just download stuff on my phone and on my computer as we speak and and be able to use it it's like he's saying that we should be able we should we should it shouldn't be as accessible but i think that you know you always see it in the movies like people who want to have shell corporations and you know get their they're gonna do what they need to to you know build like nuclear missiles if they want to or 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 i don't know mastermind whatever it is that that they want to so i feel like where there's a will, there's a way. So I don't think that making it expensive, but then again, it, it makes it accessible. But I think that in some ways it would drown out the mass of the population who needs and wants it anyway, you know, um, and it would give more of us a, a fighting chance if we really wanted to leverage that information and that technology to make our lives better. Um, so, but, and then the other thing, and he kind of hinted at this too, was that, you don't want to just get stuck on saying, well, you know, we're just going to use it to program negative things. Um, I'm a huge believer that we can have people who can program for positive things. And so it's just going to continue the war that we already have of good versus bad. You know, I think that even right now in the current state, even though a lot of people don't use AI, um, we we look at how they use social media. How are they using TikTok? How are they using um, YouTube, Facebook, um, stuff like that. Well, most of us, you know, you have people who are into entertainment, some people who are, you know, teaching new skills, people who, um, (laughs) are, are causing problems, you know, with, with the way that they think and and that type of thing. I think it was just going to further amplify that. But I think I've always said this before, I would rather that more there were more rich Oprahs because I remember I was talking to one of my friends about this where it was kind of like 
she's always taken more like the poverty mindset. So, so she always likes Mother Teresa. And I'm like, listen, Mother Teresa did good, but can you imagine if she had money? She could look good, smell good, live her whole best entire life and make a difference. I'm like, look at Oprah. Oprah has made just as much of a difference, if not a bigger impact than Mother Teresa, because she's giving back to the community and she still lives comfortably. And I feel like, you know, for a lot of us, if we're supposed to be, quote unquote, good people and have a mission and, you know, vibrate on a higher frequency, I would prefer that it's us that makes that money. You know, I would prefer that I'm the millionaire, the multimillionaire, and I use those tools to my advantage because I have my God kids that I have to look out for, for my needs that I have to look for out for. So putting it towards the education, roof and a shelter over their heads, paying it forward, you know, um, things that have to do with enlightenment and learning, right? And a lot of you are like-minded too. You're like, oh man, if I had Jay-Z and Beyonce's money, I wouldn't be out performing. I would be making a difference. I would be building schools. I would be giving back to the community. I would be putting grocery stores, well then, yeah. So now that opportunity is knocking at your door, you have just as much access to it as everybody else to make that difference, right? And that's why I'm like crunching down or cutting down on people who pocket watch, people who are wealthy. There's no way you're gonna tell me that we have to tax someone who went from making 30,000 a year to $156 million a year or or net worth of 156 million to start pocket watching her. She put in the work, she put in the effort, she figured it out and we have the same opportunity too. As long as she's paying her people fair labor and creating jobs, then you know. All right, I think I'm going to cut off for this. I think the next podcast I want to talk about the Lauren Sanchez Lauren Sanchez thing with Jeff Bezos. Listen, these passport boys ain't ready for that. That is hilarious. It's funny because when you contrast it to how they're talking about $2 coffee dates and Jeff Bezos is paying $600,000 a month for his, for, I don't, oh, listen, I cannot wait to see that wedding though. Ooh, and she's post wall and she's eyelashes here and weave and extensions and everything. And she's older than, and she don't bring nothing to the table. Listen, mm, they're not ready. They're not ready. All right, y'all. Talk to you later. Bye. I'm done. Done. Go check out his um. Go check out the interview and listen to it. Let me know what you think. Bye.